It's a familiar story, isn't it? The story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Who's heard that story before? Yeah? It's a familiar one. We know it. It's kind of, uh, it's, it's one that we might tell to our children. You might have heard it from your parents a number of times. And it's easy, isn't it, when stories are familiar to miss the point or to miss the details. Don't know if you ever found that. Ever read a story so many times that you start forgetting what it's really about? Anyone got a favourite story that they read at home? Uh, or a, a favourite story they like their parents to read to them? They like reading every night? Sometimes you read things so much, it just becomes familiar. And what we don't want to do is to look at the stories of Jesus in the Bible and let them become so familiar to us that we miss the point and miss the details. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at the text of the Bible. We're going to look at this story as it's written down in Mark's Gospel. We've been going through Mark's Gospel um, as grown-ups and as the children as well. So we're going to look at what Mark actually says, the details of the text. And we're going to see some things that we can learn about God from this story. So I'm going to need some, some helpers uh, during this little bit of the service. I'm going to need helpers who like reading out loud and who like sweets, those two things. All right. So I'm going to ask for helpers at certain points in the service. If you like reading out loud and you like sweets, then stick your hand up and my uh, roving mic will come round. Not quite yet. Okay, I'll tell you when we get there. So you can be quick to stick your hands up and the first hand Jenny sees will go, go there. All right, so we've thought a bit about how this, this miracle, the feeding of the 5,000, shows us that Jesus is God, right? Only God could have done such an amazing miracle. But we want to think about a bit more than that. What we want to think about now is what kind of God, right? Jesus shows us that he's God, but what kind of God does Jesus show us? That's the question we want to think about now. So we're going to dive in. Um, so... Who would like to do our first read out loud and sweet? Who did you see? <laughs> We've got a big hand at the back there. Come on then, Hannah. Right, can we have the first bit? I should say before we read this, right? Okay. Um, when we think about this story, we think about it starting with Jesus on a hillside teaching some people. That's where we think of the story starting. Actually, the story doesn't start there. It starts way back the other side of a lake. Okay, So we're starting the other side of a lake from the hill where Jesus teaches. And it's verse 30 of Mark chapter 6. Thanks. Go for it, it, Hannah. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat. So he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. All right. So just at the start of this chapter, Jesus has sent the apostles, his followers, out into the surrounding towns and countrysides, and he's given them a job to do. He said, I want you to preach, and I want you to heal people and drive out demons. And that's what they've been doing. They come back to Jesus, and they're really tired, okay? because they've been working really hard, serving him, they've been preaching, and they've been doing all this stuff, and they're tired. I'm guessing everyone here has felt tired at some point. Yeah. Anyone ever, never felt tired? All right, we all feel tired for different reasons. Maybe you feel tired because you have had a long day at work and you come home and you just want to crash out. Or maybe you're tired because you've got a family and they don't sleep at night, so you don't either. Maybe you're tired for that reason. Or maybe home is just crazy and there's just always something to do and you're just tired the whole time. Maybe you're at school and school's just tiring sometimes. You have days that are just really busy and you're so full of learning and playing with people that you come home and all you want to do is just be on your own. And you're tired, right? So we all feel tired sometimes. Maybe 
You feel tired because you're getting older and things just aren't as easy to do anymore as they used to be. All right, so the apostles were tired and they came back to Jesus. But you can see, it says, verse 31, so many people were coming and going, they didn't even have a chance to eat. Okay, life with Jesus was busy. With Jesus, people were coming and going all the time. They were so busy, they didn't even have a chance to eat. Now, I know there are some people here who have jobs like that, right? Some people have jobs where they're so busy in their job, they don't have time to eat. Maybe there's just patients one after the other, or there's appointments, or you've got just meetings back to back, or you're just so busy in your work, you just don't, don't eat. Anyone ever been that busy? Yeah, yeah, some nods, yeah. So the apostles were tired, they were so busy, they didn't have a chance to eat, and Jesus spots this. And he says, you need some rest, right? So he says to the apostles, come away with me, come to a quiet place, and we'll get some rest. He's got an idea. Jesus knows there's an ideal place, a quiet place, the other side of the lake from where they are. So they get in a boat, and they go to the other side of the lake. All right, when you're tired, do you ever need a place to go that's quiet? Anyone feel that? Anyone get home after a long day and feel like, I just need to go to a quiet place? Maybe your quiet place is a bath, a nice quiet bath, a long soak. Maybe your quiet place is on the sofa in front of the TV. Maybe it's just on your bed with the lights out and the face mask over your eyes, right? We all like to have a quiet place when we're tired, when we're to rest. Okay, so let's find out what happens next. The apostles go to a quiet place with Jesus, and I need another read aloud and sweet enjoyer. Who likes reading aloud and eating sweets? Great, thanks Josh. But many who saw them leaving recognised them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed, he saw a large crowd. All right. So they've got in the boat, boat, they're going across the lake to what they think is a quiet place where they're going to have some rest because they're so tired, life has been so busy. That's what they're expecting. And what do they see? They saw a large crowd because people have seen Jesus and the apostles leaving. They want to get more of Jesus and his healing and his teaching, and they run around the side of the lake to get there ahead of Jesus. So they're expecting a nice calm uh, field, perhaps, with some, some, some trees, some, some places to, to rest and recover, and what they see is a whole load more people. Right, I wonder if you've ever had an experience of being in your quiet place, wherever it is, curled up in your bed, curled up with your toys, curled up on the sofa, having a nice long hot bath, the soak, and being interrupted. Anyone ever had that? Anyone ever had that experience? You're tired, it's been a busy day, you're just wanting to have some time out, and you're interrupted. Now, how do, you have to tell me, how do you feel towards that person when they interrupt you in your quiet place? It's not good thoughts, are they? Not good thoughts often. We get cross, we get grumpy, we get annoyed. That's how we tend to react. Right? Let's have a look at how Jesus reacts. Shall we? We need one more read louder. And a sweet eater. Great, we've got Henry. Excellent. Can you read for us, Henry? You read the, just from the comma, the word and. Can you see? And he had. And he had. On them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Great. Thanks, Henry and Mummy. Thank you. Can you just see how great that is? When we get interrupted, when we're hoping for a rest, we feel grumpy. When Jesus is hoping for a rest, he feels compassion. His heart goes out to these people. Why? 
because the text says they're like sheep without a shepherd. Okay, they're meant to be being led by the leaders of the people, and they're meant to be being taught truth about God, but the leaders aren't teaching them truth. They're leading them away from truth, actually. And Jesus just looks at them and he says, my heart goes out to these people. What they need is to be taught the truth of God's kingdom. So what does he do? Well, it's kind of obvious, isn't it? What does he do when they need teaching? He goes and he begins teaching them some more. And here's the point. This miracle shows us that Jesus is God, but what kind of God? What kind of God does Jesus reveal to us? He's a God who shows compassion for the needy. He's a God who cares about people when they have needs. He's not a God who's grumpy when we interrupt him. Right? We tend to think, I think, that if we interrupt God, he'll get a bit grumpy or cross with us because that's what we're like. And we all have needs. We all have different things that, in our lives that are, are broken, whether they're big things, things that weigh on our minds when we wake up in the morning, when we sleep at night, or whether they're small things, things that are just there in our lives and niggle at us. We all have needs. We're all broken in some way. But sometimes we get worried that those needs are maybe they're too trivial or they're too insignificant, or they're too big, or they're too repetitive, and God won't want to hear from us again. And we're worried that he'll get annoyed, he'll get grumpy. But what does Jesus show us? He's a God who has compassion on the needy, a God who cares when people come to him with their needs. Isn't that great? So we all know what happens next, don't we? The next bit of the story, it gets late, Jesus keeps on teaching them, the people are listening so intently, they suddenly realize they've got no food. The disciples nudge each other and say, should we do something about this? They talk to Jesus and they say, should we go and send them to get some food? And he says, well, why don't you get them something to eat? He's kind of involving them in what he's doing. And they say, well, we can't. And they go hunting. They find, we've heard already, haven't we, five loaves, two fish. And Jesus gets everyone to sit down. And we're going to go back to the text at verse 41 and find out what happens next. So one more, one more. Uh, person who likes both reading out loud and eating sweets. I'm sure we can find one more person who likes those two things. Lumi, great. Talking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to dispute um, to the people. He also divided the two fish among them. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve baskets full of broken pieces of bread and fish. The number of the men who had eaten the five thousand was five thousand. Great. Thanks, Lumi. Thank you so much. So, uh, can you see the verse I've highlighted there? Verse 42? Highlighted in yellow? They all ate and were satisfied. This is a detail in the text that I don't want us to miss. Every single person ate and every single person was satisfied. Now, have you ever had the experience of being really hungry? Anyone had that? Maybe you've missed a meal for some reason. Maybe you've gone on a long walk or done a lot of exercise and you come back and you're really hungry. Yeah, had that experience? And how does it feel when you're really hungry and you eat a big meal and you can't eat any more? It's a good feeling, isn't it? When you're so full, you're satisfied. Being satisfied is a great feeling. And the people who were, who were uh, listening to Jesus, they were hungry. They all had so much, they weren't just satisfied themselves. There were 12 basketfuls of leftovers. They were satisfied and there was over it. There was more than enough for everyone. And that's the Jesus effect. All right? That's the Jesus effect. When Jesus shows up, people are satisfied and there's more than enough. 
So Jesus is God, but what kind of God does Jesus show us? What's God like? He's a God who satisfies the hungry. A God who satisfies the hungry. He do, God, Jesus doesn't leave us wanting more. All right? Uh, maybe you've had the experience of being hungry physically. Maybe you've had the experience of being hungry in your soul. All right? There's so much in our world that tries to satisfy us, but it doesn't. It leaves us empty. There are so many things that we think are going to fill us. Whether it's the next holiday, or the next relationship, or the next career, or the next meal, or the next weekend, or the next gadget we buy. Whatever it is, we, there's so many things we think are going to fill our souls, and they don't. They leave us empty. It's only Jesus who can satisfy. We all have a hunger. Jesus is a God who satisfies the hungry. And he satisfies us with a hunger that fills us right up so much there's overflow. There's more than enough to go around. That's the Jesus effect. He fills us up. And there's more than enough to go around. And we can spill out to those around us. And do you know what? It doesn't matter if it's your hundredth time, your thousandth time coming to Jesus with your need and with your hunger. It doesn't matter if it's your first time coming to Jesus with your need and with your hunger. The great news that we learn from this passage, the great news that Mark shows us from his, his recording of this passage, is that Jesus shows that God is a God who satisfies the hungry and is a God who is compassionate towards the needy. And that's what we want to celebrate together this afternoon.